Constructing your life is about much more than just building a bank account. Each week, join real estate entrepreneur and mindset coach Austin Linney as he interviews guests who are constructing their dream lives and impacting the world around them on a daily basis. If you're an entrepreneur or wanting to start a business, or you just want to hear motivating stories of how others have overcome the odds, you are in the right place. And now for your host, Austin Linney. Guys, welcome back to Construct Your Life Podcast. We have a very, very, very special episode today. We're releasing my 100th episode uh, on my birthday. I, I'm filming it with my good buddy and my coach, Omar Pinto. How are you doing, my brother? I'm doing amazing. I am excited to be here with you, Austin, and I'm very proud of you. Guys, before we get started, I just want to take a minute, and from the bottom of my heart, uh, I, I can't thank y'all enough for taking the time to listen. I still uh, sometimes freak out when I see my podcast on iTunes next to people that I listen to. and It, it blows me away that, that, that y'all would take your time to to even listen. And, and the messages I get are, are just really warm my heart. So I just want to thank you if you've got any value from this or anything. I just wanted to get that out of the way uh, beforehand. But what we did is we brought Omar here on. Uh, again, like we have a couple times, and we're going to talk about uh, what we've learned, where I'm at right now, and, and kind of give you all an update and, and kind of go from there. So um, I'll turn it over to you, sir. Excellent. So, you know, one, first of all, I want to start off with just a little bit of my own backstory about Austin. Um, I met Austin through a mastermind group called M1. I had gone to uh, UPW, November of 2018. And I think it was 2018. When did we meet? Uh, I think it's two years ago. Right. So yeah, so it was 2018, November. I went to UPW. It was an amazing event. I, bet you, I met a bunch of people from N1. Um, I met Sal, Salvatore. Mm-hmm. Much love for Sal. Plug me into M1, and Sal says, you got to meet this guy, Austin. So I sent Austin a message, and within 30 seconds, my phone's ringing, right? And I could just, the energy through the phone was like drinking water out of a fire hose, right? I was like, this fucking guy is just intense. And I mean, like right from the beginning, we started, we started connecting. We became, we began a friendship. Right. Um, and then very shortly after that, I started coaching Austin and without going into any details about what we were coaching about and what needed to be healed and what needed to be resolved. When Austin made the switch, when he when he made that very important, very powerful shift in his life where he decided, I'm taking my life back. I, I'm no longer concerned with what other people think about me. I'm no longer concerned with the consequences of these particular actions that I'm about to take. This is what feels right for me. And since then, he hasn't looked back, right? I've been just kind of coaching him, keeping him on the rails. But for the most part, I remember at one point I said, you have everything that you need inside of you to launch your podcast, become a coach, um, help people. Like really, it's, it's primarily just this 
the realization that you have a gift and there's a lot of people that have the gift or have a gift and are unable to see it, unable to embrace it, and more importantly, unable to really tap into it and use it as a force for good. So I'm very proud of you. I knew you could do what it is that you're doing right now. Um, and so the, for those of you listening, um, Austin is not even remotely the human being that I met two years ago. Not even close. He's the completely different human being. It's like he took off the old suit, right? He was like trapped inside of a cocoon and he reemerged the best version of himself. So that's where I'm going to start this interview. Powerful. Thank you, first of all. But I remember, just to put it into context, I remember the last coaching call we were on and after like five minutes into the call, you already fixed the problem and you were like, okay, we can get off the call now. <laughs> and, 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 and guys, what, like when he says I took off the suit, what he means to say is I took off about 12 suits, uh, 12 versions of myself that didn't serve me. And it wasn't easy. It still isn't easy to this day, but I was telling somebody yesterday and, and they asked me like, my one of my coaching clients, he's like, do you have to beat me up so much? And I'm like, yeah, I have to beat you up to tear you down to the life that you thought you were building and make sure that you're building it for yourself. And I feel like for the first time in my life at 38 years old, I'm building a life that is deemed mine and only mine. And it's a very powerful thing. You know, it's funny, you know, people say to me now, like, I can see it in your eyes. Like you're a fucking shark and you are, but it's, but it's more important. You're moving with purpose and intention instead of all over the place. And I think I was all over the place for a long time because I was portraying versions of myself that I thought people wanted to see. And I think a lot of people are doing that. And I think when you get, you get set in your intentions of who you are and what you are, I think you can operate from a space of, of clarity and abundance. No question about it. So that's where we're at today. So let's give us a synopsis. What was this, what was this year like for you? You ever been um, in a car uh, that's going real, real fast and the brakes go out? That's what this year's been like. <laughs> 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 but 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 in all seriousness you know i wrote a post the other day because i tell you what did it for me what really freaked me out was i look back on my instagram and i realized that kaizen the airbnb company we started was only a year and six months ago and i'm like fuck a lot's happened in that short amount of time left the restaurant business but you know earlier this year got laid off from the from the career a couple weeks after that got separated moved across the country job fell through moved back to texas um a lot of people will say that this year is the worst year of their life i will say that this year universe whatever you want to call it has stripped away all the distractions in my life to allow me to focus on the things that actually matter in my life and to get me to a centered place in who I want to be in, 
and it allowed, it really did push the mountain away from me and it allowed me to take ownership of my life, but, but it did something that I didn't see coming. It allowed me to bet on myself for the first time. It is fucking scary. You described it the best I've ever heard. You're walking down a hallway with no lights and you can't find the door. And it's fucking scary as shit. It is scary because you know the the problem there is that you know if you turn back around, you know where the other door is. To a life that you used to have. Yeah, it's comfortable. You can always access that. You know, when you're in the hallway and you're filled with fear and uncertainty, it's just like the coronavirus, right? Like you just said, right? The coronavirus was an invitation for people to go within to soul search, to wake up, to realize that the life that they were living was either the life that they were meant to be living or they needed to make immediate changes immediately. And so what happens is in that hallway, there's always that thought in your mind that's like, oh my God, it's getting hard. Oh my God, it's getting scary. Oh my God, it's getting difficult. Maybe I should just go back. And we know many of people, we know so many people, including ourselves, that have gone back through that old door. And ultimately, it's an invitation to trust in yourself, like what Austin just said. He bet on himself, blindfolded, in a dark hallway with just a glimmer of hope, and a, but more importantly, a vision for where he was going. No, I, that's I, what usually keeps you moving. I wrote something yesterday and I, I, I wish I still had it. I, I can't find it. But, but basically, a lot of times I get my first workout in in the morning at 5 a.m. when there's no lights out. Right. And in life, sometimes you have to walk forward on belief. And by accessing the belief in yourself, you know, Carolyn uh, Kali said something to me the other day when I interviewed her that t- blew my mind out of my body and I wanted to share it here. Sometimes in life, you have to share the love in somebody else in your life to get you through it till you love yourself enough to get yourself through it. Sometimes Beautiful. you have to, sometimes you have to share the belief in whatever, whatever was what my mentor believes in me what you believe in me before you can see it yourself and you borrow their belief to get you to where you need to go until you believe it in your own self. Incredible. Wow, man. That, that's what happened for me. That's what my wife represents in my life. Mm -hmm. I had to borrow her belief in me because I could not believe in myself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's easier that way because then you're making it about them and you're and because half of the time we mess up in life is because we're too worried we're selfishly in here we're screwed mm-hmm. up in here but by but like she was saying during her divorce like like she she loved her kids so much that she used the love from them till she loved herself and that really is a secret weapon because my belief in me helping my clients allows me to have confidence as a coach to get out of my own head. Right. And as that is stacking up, right. I think it's interesting. We as people, meaning I'm 30, I'll be 39 in a week. 
it, I look at like I, I was on a call the other day with two 41 year olds and you're like, what advice can I give these people that are older than me? Like you say those things in your head and she messaged me separately and she said, you like jumped in there within like five minutes and you diagnosed like every problem we had, like the problems we had, you, you were, you were, you were compassionate about it. You understood it. You were tough when you needed to soft when you didn't need. And she goes, it was so easy for you. And so as these things start happening, you know, whatever your gift is, right. Whether your gift be uh, multifamily investing or, 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 or teaching kids or whatever, a lot of the problem with ourselves and why we don't give ourselves enough credit is because your gift is so easy to you that you don't see it. Take it for granted. You take it for granted. And because it's just something you do every day, like I'm a networking guy, right? And people are like, oh my God, I don't know how you do that. And I'm like, well, it's just who I am. But it's, you have to understand that that value is what makes you special. And you have to dive into that even more. It's a very interesting concept that we talk about. And I want to get your point on this. I think in life, we do a lot of the work and when we're good at something and we almost get to the point where we can monetize it. And then we get shiny object syndrome when we move away from it instead of maximizing the full ability of that job or that gift or, you know, because the mundane is not sexy, right? The doing the same thing over and over again. But if you spent five years to get somewhere, like I run away from coaching people in Airbnb, but like my buddy said yesterday, like you could spend an entire hour talking about the furnishing packet that you put together for me and people want to hear about that. And I'm like, Oh, that sounds terrible. He's like, yeah, but that's how you get clients. And I was like, Oh, okay. You've got to, you've got to maximize this cylinder before you move to the next cylinder. Beautiful. Beautiful. So, and you wanted my take on that or? Well, I mean, I mean, do you, with your coaching clients, do you see that people maybe spend their whole life getting good at something and then right when they're about to monetize it or right when they're about to get the payoff, they move off of it and they want to do something different or something like that, right? It, it's a, it's, I get different clients, yeah. right? I've got clients that are very much stuck. Mm -hmm. Case in point. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, me <laughs> but you know no but here's so there's 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 a couple of really important uh deter it's it's these um it's these moments in our lives there are these these uh defining moments so a defining moment for you was being in the restaurant business for over 20 years um and then beginning the process of shifting into real estate, Airbnb. So there was this real estate Airbnb, um, getting into the mastermind, connecting with people, um, and really bulldozing your way in. Like there was this, I don't know exactly how this is going to pan out or where or why or how. I'm just, I'm just in. I'm just in and I'll figure it out along the way, correct? We know what the theme of that year was. So I have, I was just telling my coach, I have overarching themes for the year, like a word uh -huh. or a phrase. That year's theme was lean in. Just say okay. yes to everything, bulldoze in, yeah. There has to come a time for every, uh, and it, there, there has to be a moment for every entrepreneur where you must do exactly that. You must lean in and you must just say yes. 
regardless of what the opportunity is, that is your um, that is your trial period. That is you proving to yourself that you're resilient, that you're strong, that you can withstand failure and disappointment and making mistakes. So you have to lean in, say yes, and go, oh, that didn't work. Okay, get up, dust yourself off. What's next? Oh, that didn't work either. Okay, get up, dust yourself off, keep moving. All right, what's next? Okay, that didn't work. And so, yes, there's this lean in, say yes. And then ultimately, you get to this place where there is that kind of like, aha. You're like, oh, I think I might have paid some dues. I I remember it. I remember where I was. Tell me. Hotel Van Zandt, downtown Austin, Texas on Rainy Street. We had got up to like 15 or 16 properties. I was visiting one of my business partners who was in town for a training. I was sitting by the pool at three o'clock in the afternoon and all the guests had checked in and the number that month was like, you know, 40, 60 grand gross. And I go, fuck, we're doing it. Like we're doing it. It's, you know, and, and here's what I said to myself. I remember what I said to myself. I swear to God, I'm not making this up. I said, there's always going to be problems but you're a solution-based guy and you will figure it out. And I just went, (sighs) I think I made it. Now it's been a fucking shit show since then, but I, but, 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 but what I'm saying is it gave me the confidence to continue moving forward and know that you can handle everything that's going to come up. So, I remember telling you, this is, and I got to tell you guys, you know, Austin's like, you know, to a certain degree, it feels like a son, okay? Because, you know, it's taken me, it's taken me 50 years to really tap into my gift set. Mm -hmm. Like right now, I have no problems making the claims that I'm probably one of the best coaches in the world. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just based on what I do, the value I provide to my clients, everyone is going to attract the client that's right for them. So if you believe in yourself and you're able to get out and coach, like he was asking me a question about his coaching clients. I don't get any of those clients. Mm-hmm. I get a very different type of client, mm-hmm. but I know that I'm ready and not only am ready, but probably for my type of client, one of the most gifted. And they've told me, they've told me I've had therapists, I've had psychologists. I have, go ahead. But do you you think that's because you're so firm in what you can execute on that you don't move outside of that, that allows you to attract the exact client that you can handle and, and you can dive right in. Like, don't you think that you, you're not selective with your client, but because of the energy and the universe stuff that you're putting off, you're getting exactly what, Fits in your wheelhouse. I, I believe that. The, I, I, I think I, th- I would say yes. I would say, uh, you know, yes, for the most part. Um, I've niched myself into the recovery space for a long time. Mm-hmm. Recovery from alcohol abuse, drug addiction. That was my niche because that's where I came from. That was what I had to overcome. Um, and it's what 
I'm really good at helping people mm. get through. But through the p- course of that, I have evolved. So mm. now it's shifted and my clients are now coming to me because of either marital issues or relationship issues or even business issues. But most of the time it's relationships. People are either having a tough time in a relationship with themselves or they're having relationship issues outside of themselves, either at work or at home. So it's some sort, or I also get a lot of people that have religious trauma from, from, uh, from childhood, which is something that I've overcome. So I believe, I believe that when we come here and we sign that soul contract and I come to this earth as a human being, a spirit creature to have a human experience, I have all of these pre I have these obstacles and challenges that are already set for me and as soon as I overcome these challenges as soon as I learn the lessons that I needed to learn then what happens is I get clients that come into my life that I can now help guide them through the same thing I'm able to use Mm. metaphors and examples and relate to them from my story okay and 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 so I believe, I believe that the reason why I'm so good at what I do is just because I've already been through it. That's it. Sure. The answers I seek and the answers that come up in our sessions always come from within the client. They never come from within me. I am just extra. I'm like a honey badger. Well, you know, it's I'm funny. Digging. You, know, you know who I always attract? People that have created a victim story. Okay. Because I lived it, I lived it for twenty years. Yeah, your journey right now is wherever you're at in your journey. Whatever you've learned, whatever you're accomplished, if you choose to become a coach, if you choose to become someone that helps other people, what's going to happen is those people that are one or two or ten steps behind you, they're going to find you. Those are going to be the people that you are going to help, and you're going to intuitively know exactly what to say and what to do. Now, with that being said, there is that point in your life, Austin, where, yeah, sure, I'm ready. I'm always ready because Austin's always ready. But at some point, I have to take that leap of faith and I have to take my first actual coaching client that isn't about how to make the world's best mocktail or cocktail, right? Isn't about furnishing your next Airbnb, okay? It's about mindset. Mm-hmm. It's about belief systems. So what was that pivotal moment for you where you're like, I'm, I'm doing this? You know what's interesting? Uh, I want to I touch on something before we get on this because I, I have this answer already. But I, I want to pass this along because I think it's one of the most important qualities about me that, that ex-business partners and meaning old bosses have said, look, you're bullheaded, you're strong-headed, but you got a lot of energy. But I will always tell you this. You know why I knew you would always be okay? Because you listen and then you fix it like that. Like people will tell me their feedback at nine o'clock at night and the next morning when they see me at seven, it's already fixed. And they're like, holy shit, how did you change it that quick? Because I'm listening. As, as Jim Rohn would say, you're coachable. I have a growth mindset. Right. I just wanted to share that tip with everybody. Make sure that you're coachable. Make sure that you're that you're open to feedback. Okay. But what go ahead. 
that's a very important point. And for those of you that resist that, resist, resist the, the, you know, the opportunity to take a suggestion and run with it is that, I mean, Austin and I are so much alike. Okay. In, in my life, there was so much in my life that I just, I didn't care. I would have traded my life in for anybody's. I was miserable. I was miserable. I hated what I did for a living. I was, it felt like my whole life was a struggle. Like I, I'm still trying to figure this thing out. Like how long is it going to take me? My sister figured it out by the time she was 25 years old. I mean, figured it out. She had a game plan. She, I mean, like I can't maybe probably earlier. Okay. And I mean, year after year, I'm still figuring it out. So the beautiful thing about being in that space is that when you have nothing to lose, you almost immediately lose the fear of whatever somebody tells. Okay, so you know what, dude? I'm, I'm, I'm noticing this, and if you just did this and tweaked this, and I remember for the longest time, I was just like Austin. Okay. 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 All right. Okay. And the beautiful thing is that for some of you, they go, man, well, I, you know what, man? Like, what is, am I going to be like that for the rest of my life? No, you are not. Eventually, you're going to catch up with the suggestions. Eventually, you're going to forget everything you ever learned or came to believe about the world around you and yourself, and you're going to wake the fuck up, and you're going to go, oh, wow, okay, all right, man, I'm back, and I'm ready now. Yeah. It's just, it's almost overnight. I could describe that in a different context, but we'll set for another podcast, uh, maybe some, some guided yeah, 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 yeah. I know exactly yeah. where you're going, and that's a different podcast altogether. But, but, I, but I want to answer your I want to answer your question because this is very important. And I'm gonna share something with you guys that, that is so powerful for on two concepts. One, I had a I had a friend, I mean a a friend that came to me, like I've been coaching people for two years with no money, like just for free, like people in my mastermind, so on. And he said, Listen, I'm doing all right, but I need to do better. You seem to held yourself accountable. I need, I'm going to pay you to hold me accountable. Right. So he hired me. I'm like, fuck, like shit. I got to like really provide value because now my time and it was working. Like we're coaching, we rebuilt and we broke it down and rebuilt it. But I tell you what did it for me. So I'm coaching him and I had a mentor, a guy that I really look up to that is a big player in real estate. I mean, big dude say, I mean, I, I told him for like months, like a month. I'm like, dude, I can't get my second client. Like I can't, I don't know what is blocking me. And he didn't even say anything. He just Venmoed me like 500 bucks. And he was like, you're going to coach me two sessions. Let's do it. And I'm like, what? You, you make 80 grand a month, what 150 a month. What do you need from me? And he goes, I feel like I'm stuck and I need a, I need a, I need a different point of view. 
I need somebody that's not in my business to give me a second point of view because I feel like family wise, it's getting there, but I'm not where I want to be. And I'm like, fucking son of a, this is crazy. And so I was like, okay. And like, there's so many limiting beliefs going (laughs) into that call. This guy makes probably $3 million a year, if not more. But I said, you know what? I'm just going to be me. I know him very well. And then I got in there and I, I pointed out some stuff that he had missed. And he was like, damn, that really hit something in me. And then we did another one. And I asked him at the end, I said, what the, why would you do that? And he goes, I feel like you've been the guy that is a really nice guy that hasn't got the opportunity he needed. And I wanted to give you the perspective of that. And he said, I, it's not for free. You're fucking coaching me. You're helping me. He said, but I needed somebody with a different out of the box thinking to look at my business and tell me about my life. And he changed two things that has affected him for the rest of his life. And wouldn't, you know, I signed like four more clients after that one. Sometimes in life, guys, you just need somebody to take a chance on you. Don't ask why don't ask how, but them opening the door to that experience gave me the confidence that I needed to go out and seek my future clients. And I just released a podcast last week. In life, we discount our stepping stones and the reasons why we had to get to where we were going. And by you forcing the narrative in your life, you're actually you're not attracting what you need. You're forcing it away from you instead of executing. So this is... This is us having a conversation about some really pivotal moments in our lives with some really incredible people that in that right moment, because it's always about that right moment, like that was a right moment. You became transparent and vulnerable enough with him that, but at the same time, you were still providing enough value you he, were still call, providing- he called me a lighthouse. I still saved the text. He said, you are a lighthouse of energy and power. He said, if you stand firm in who you are, you will attract the necessary needs that you need to create the greatest life. And so let's use that as the springboard for my next question, mm-hmm. which is about the podcast. Sure. Because I would not be... On, I would not be on this call with Austin if it wasn't for the Share Podcast, mm-hmm. which is my podcast. My podcast is going on six years old. It has now reached the end of an era. It's it's overdue. Okay, the Share Podcast has over two hundred and fifty episodes. Uh, I've launched an episode every single week for six years. Never missed a beat, okay? And I took a chance on myself, just like Austin did six years ago when I launched the podcast. I had no idea what was heading my way, but I also know that I wouldn't be where I am today if it wasn't for the podcast. Everything else has come from that. My coaching, my membership community, right? Uh, All my Facebook Membership communities, you know, just um, 
who I am today, hiring coaches, joining masterminds, going to UPW. It's, it all started from the Share podcast. It was one interview led to one thing, and then another interview led to another thing, and then this introduction led to another interview, so, and to another introduction, right? Ultimately, where, you know, how I met Austin, right, is all roads began in this place where I'm at today because of the Share podcast. So tell me or tell the listeners what that podcast has done for you. How significant or insignificant has this podcast been for your business, for your life, and for your transformation? I had a friend tell me, it couldn't have been said more perfectly. She goes, only you would launch a podcast in the middle of a divorce as your life is falling apart. <laughs> she goes, it's kind of perfect. She goes, if you would have launched it a year before it called construct your life, I would have said you're constructing your bullshit. She said, because it's not true, but it allowed me to, I, I tell you what, and, and I, and I share this with everybody anytime Anytime I'm discounting the steps that I've taken, the, the trajectory of my life, I go back and listen to our episode on your podcast because then I get put into place and I go, man, you've been through a lot. Way to go, dude. But what it is, I'm going to be honest with you, man. What is the number one thing that people say? Well, I'm not going to be able to get enough guests. Well, that's not the problem. And more importantly, you know, yesterday I was talking to a guy, he was on his vacation in Puerto Rico and we're having a conversation on my podcast. And now what really did it for me, and it's not an ego thing. It's just what really made me, it stuck with me. I went to a multifamily event and there was 30 investors there and six guys, and it was people from all around the nation. And I walked in and six guys walked up to me. I never met. And they're like, Hey, you're the dude with construct your life podcast. And I was like, shit, okay, this is great, right? But it was very important to me because uh, my friend asked me, he said, if you couldn't release your podcast for three months straight and you had to release it to yourself, would you still do it? And I said, yes, because it's my own mastermind. But more importantly, what I love doing is I find it necessary to give people a voice to share their story that they might not have somewhere else and it empowers them. Right. And so perfect example, I have two young kids that we did a Facebook live um, and they're brand new agents, they're brand new investors. And I didn't tell them I was going to release the podcast. I released the podcast and he sent me a message that he told me his grandma was like, Oh my God, Mijo, like you're on, you're on the podcast and like you were famous, you're a movie star. And like, I thought to myself, like, that's it. That's it. Because the problem that's going around America right now is everybody discredits the stories that they have. And by giving them a platform to share their story, it allows them to maybe touch into parts of themselves that they don't know. And I'm telling you right now, I'm not saying everybody needs to start a podcast, start a YouTube channel, 
start an Instagram channel. I don't care. But I heard this the other day. If you have one follower, you're an influencer. And if you can affect one person's life, then you can affect so many lives because the ripple effect of positivity from that one person can change multiple people's lives. And I just have lived in the fact that I do it my way. And, you know, sometimes people are like, man, you sound angry. I'm like, no, I'm not angry. I'm just talking to my 18 year old self (laughs) and I'm trying to get him to understand that he needs to get his fucking shit together. (laughs) And everybody's like, who are you talking to? I'm like, I'm talking to myself. It's driving me crazy. But I tell you something that changed my life. uh, And I don't want it to get dark because that's not where I want to go with this because it's a positive episode. But I had a friend pass away. You know, some people in recovery don't make it. You know, he, he, he took his life and it made, it made me look at my own sobriety, right? And my buddy said something to me that I, I, that I suggest for everybody. I think we talk a lot, especially if you have a platform to talk. But I think sometimes we don't listen to our own advice. And he said, hey, buddy, I hear you saying all those great things on your podcast. You should probably listen to yourself every now and then. You have some good shit to say. And when I started listening to myself, it started making me take markers in my life of leveling up and understanding where I came from that allows me to have gratitude in the journey. What is, what is the biggest takeaway? This is your 100th, this is going to be your 100th episode. So what's the biggest takeaway for you? Like, like if you could, if you could sum it all up, right. Um, and, and give, you know, a powerful message to people listening that are just, that are desperately wanting to make change in their life. Right. What would you say has been the most impactful learning experience. I, I thought I thought a lot I thought a lot about this this morning. There's so many points to hit on, but I'm going to I'm going to try to put it and sum it up as best as I can. A couple things. I'll talk about the self first and then I'll go into a little bit of business. We as people make it very complicated. And if you can almost be dumb enough to believe that you can, then you can. I mean, it's, I'm dead serious. If you can almost fake yourself, not fake, not fake it till you make it. If you can almost create a version of yourself five years from now that you want to be, the qualities that you define as necessary to get you to where you need to go and you embody that person every day that you wake up, then you can create and destroy older versions of yourself. What I'm going to talk about is this. If you do not have a why that is bigger than you, then you've already lost. Because living your goals through transactional goals will get you only so far. And I want to make this very clear. I truly believe this, that if you establish, I heard something the other day that was amazing. Be careful that you don't write your goals before you're clear on your values. Because then your goals might take you somewhere where your values don't live. Guys, we need to remove 
the, the days of worrying about unit counts, flipping houses, all these things. If you live in the core values of who you are, it is your default mechanism to weather any storm that is available to you. And if your default is I'm a good person, I work out because the entire podcast is centered around making a lifestyle. This is not the identity. I heard Brandon Turner say this yesterday. My identity that I wanted to create was not a guy that benched 135 pounds. He was, I wanted my identity. I wanted to create was a guy that was, that worked out every day. There was no metrics behind that. He wanted to create a guy that worked out every day because that was the lifestyle he wanted to create. And so many times we do a quick fix or we're trying to get the easy button you have to cultivate an identity. I have, look, you're way farther along in the recovery space than I am, but I realized something very quickly. The problem in recovery, the problem in anything that when you change your life is your identity of who you are is wrapped up in getting drunk or getting high. And when you remove that from yourself, you have no sense of identity and it freaks you the F out. And that's where shit gets real. Because the identity is, I was a fast food, I ate fast food, I went to quick fix. So you have to create the identity of a person who is healthy, who does good by people. And it, it, it becomes so much deeper and ingrained in who you are that it allows you to be a, a person of substance. And, and when you're looking in the mirror, you know what you're looking at. Absolute Go. I'm sitting here writing this stuff down. This the student is coaching the teacher. I'm like, because, this is because, gold. because 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 here's the problem is that we as people of the society need to redefine what success deems necessary in our life. And that's the question I ask everybody. Well, what does success look like to you? Well, I don't know. Well, if you haven't defined what success looks like to you, well, then how do we know where we're going, right? Like, how do we even know? Like, so my question to you is if success looks like to you, you have all the time available and you're making 150 grand a year, well, then that's success. But you have to be so okay with yourself that you don't allow other people's projections of what they deem as successful. So you don't waver in what you deem as successful. No, that's a that's an incredibly powerful point, and that was something that was the change maker for me. That one right there. I want to I want to I want to share this. I want you to share it because it made me it made me really look at my life. We were joking about what we're gonna our goals for next year and everything, and like my goals are ridiculous, and you're like that's good sport, have at it, because you're so comfortable and the lifestyle that you've created that you can operate in a space where you like spending time and Fridays with your wife. And I know it's taken a long time for you to get there, but I have to imagine the empowerment of I'm comfortable here has changed your entire life. Being comfortable here, wherever that is, is exactly. Hey, be where your feet are. That's my favorite new quote. I remember when, you know, whenever for me, I used to be terrified when the feeling of anxiety, frustration, and overwhelm would creep in because inevitably 
um, I'll have, you know, these moments of, you know, tremendous breakthroughs, uh, is huge transformations in my life. Right. And then for a while I'll ride that wave in and everything's like super smooth, but eventually you wake up in the morning and you kind of start to feel that sense of, you know, pressure, overwhelm, anxiety, frustration, anxiety, pressure, frustration, overwhelm. And I'm like, oh my God, it's here again. And I start to panic. Today, I no longer look at, I now know that they are part of my operating system. They are there to remind me when it's time to change. That's all. That's what it is. Okay. We've just rode the wave all the way in. We're headed, we're right in the shore. It's time to walk. Mm -hmm. Okay. We got to make some changes. We got to make some moves. And it's in those moments now where instead of waiting, hiding, biting my nails, freaking out, drinking more coffee, trying to run, I go, okay. Let me talk to the people that I care about the most and let me get some fresh perspective on this. And then based on their fresh perspective, I am going to make some choices and some changes in my life because that's how it works for me now. I get a little fresh perspective and then I, I go into action mode. But what's, what, what the, biggest, the biggest empowering thing is that at some point you realize that you choose. I chose one day and I said, for what I do, for the way that I coach, you know, I cannot do, I cannot work five days a week. I cannot coach people five days a week. And then the little voice goes, how many days a week do you want to work? And I go, well, for right now, ideally, four days, let's see how that works out. And so at some point, at some point, it just becomes about you coaching you. You get a little perspective on the outside, but ultimately, every feeling, emotion, thought that comes through your head and through your mind is your internal guidance system trying to communicate with you when you're moving in the right direction, right? Or when you need to make some corrections and make some changes. Ultimately, you become the master of your own destiny. Because you've also set the intention, right? And, and this is a super important and something I have to think about all the time. Don't be so worried about getting more clients. How about you focus on the clients that you do have? That's all have I do. How about, you make, how about you make sure the people that are in front of you are getting the, your fullest attention and getting the, the help that they need? And I promise you, if you, if you do right by them, they're gonna, you're going to add abundance into your life. They're going to know somebody, more clients, right? You know, but, but something I want to share because I want to make sure that we, we, we throw a little business in there too because we had a mastermind event three weeks ago and my assistant who's new to real estate listened to all these guys speak. Like syndicator, wholesaler, Airbnb, me, uh, brokerage, all these things, right? And I asked him afterwards, what'd you learn? He goes, fuck, it's really simple. I go, well, elaborate. He goes, you have a skill that you use that you make good money at. You keep hitting the bullseye on that and you take a portion of that revenue and you invested in a long-term investment. 
that's it, guys. There ain't rocket science. You don't got to spend two years. You don't got to spend two years, guys. In a nutshell. Live a, little, live a little bit below your means. Take 20 to 30% of your revenue that you're good at. Invest it in a long-term asset. But more importantly, and this is so important, guys. This is the number one thing I will talk about till I'm blue in the face. Make sure that the investment that you're getting in matches the lifestyle that you want to leave. Don't Amen, go, brother. Don't go out and get 20 Airbnbs if you don't want to be bothered. Oh. If you want to not be bothered because you're spending time coaching your kid's soccer team, then invest in a multifamily asset as a passive income guy. Don't lie to yourself and tell yourself you want to be the flipper or the, or the, or the whatever, and you have a job as a freaking neurosurgeon. <laughs> like, you, you know what I'm saying? I mean, invest in the vehicle that fits your lifestyle. Boom. Done. That's no it. further questions. Because, because here's the thing also that I will suggest to you, because I talked to a guy yesterday, 12 years as a middle school uh, principal. He's now off on his own, doing his own thing, creating his own thing. Has never read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Doesn't know about a second stream of income. Guys, I would suggest, because of COVID, because of what's happened, the economy changes, create. I don't care if it's $100 a month. I don't care if it's $5,000 a month. Create a second line of revenue on the money. I will highly suggest this book, Profit First. It's very meaty, but it's perfect. And I'll give you the greatest... Super simple analogy. You know when you get a tube of toothpaste and you get your fresh toothpaste and you're giving everybody fucking toothpaste and you're like, oh, here's toothpaste for you. Here's toothpaste for you. He said, what happens when the toothpaste bottle gets down to the end? Oh, you're rubbing it with your elbows. You're fucking squeezing it. He goes, treat your business the same way. If you take capital out of your business or out of your life, you can operate on a tighter budget that allows you to create friction against your business to be a better entrepreneur and then that money is over here making money we step in potholes in front of ourselves and claim that we need to know everything about everything when actually lack of knowledge in certain areas helps you move forward without context around your eyes dude Drop the mic. <laughs> that was solid gold. Yeah, Austin. Again, I'm I'm incredibly proud of you. Uh, you haven't just accomplished one of your goals. I think you wrote down like fifty, and you've already like probably hit half of them. You know, I don't even know what the number is, but you the know, most. What you? I want to share something with you that, that changed my life is you said that your, your vigor to jump in to things like blindly is going to get you to where you need to go because you don't wrap your years of context around what needs to happen. And that was really like the defining text that you sent me that like was like, okay, so like go in with a clear head and just show up. Repeat that again. You said that when you, when I take on something new, 
you're just like, all right, here we are. And then you get, and then you get down to the end of the road and you might be like, I don't want to be here, but at least you've, you've, you've exhausted that option. So it no longer is taking up bandwidth in your head. It is, it is, but eventually, eventually for though, you know, and I, and I, I'm a big proponent of distractions, right. And recognizing when we're really distracting ourselves yeah. and, you know, oh, providing ourselves point. with su- significant mental masturbation, right. To avoid the real work. Oh. Ultimately, ultimately there are, there's, even though times a construct we're still humans and we're still on this planet and there's still only so much time in a day in this world. Right? And so how you use that time daily determines how quickly you get to that five-year vision and version of yourself. And I, you know, I mean, it was incredible the amount of information that Austin used to send to me just just uh, I felt like I was drinking out of a ho- of a, a fire hose. It was every day this thing, and then this thing, and then that thing, and then this quote, and then this podcast, and then these goals, and then I'm changing this and I'm moving that. And I'm like, enough already. Boil it down and commit. Agree. Quit running from yourself. Mm. Stop I- it. Yeah, I'm in. Commit, drill down, plant your feet, do what you were always meant to do. Well, I'm going to finish it here, guys, because I'm the king of this, and I'm, I'm choosing to be different. Make sure that you're not nine miles wide and one centimeter deep. <laughs> there let's, it is. Let's be one foot wide and nine miles straight down. Now you're talking. There's the key. There's the key. It's not about a hundred goals. No, it's about one defined goal that it falls in line with your core values and who you are and your gifts. And if you're very good at those, the cream rises to the top, baby. So I want to leave it at that. If people wanted to find out about you, they wanted to get a contact you. How would they find you? Simple, go to omarpinto.com, everything you need to know about me, how to connect with me, how to follow me on social media, how to listen to the podcast. Just go to omarpinto.com and everything you need to know is right there. Guys, I once again want to thank everybody for listening. I can't thank you enough. You, you let a little boy's dream come true and he's just the happiest little boy these days. So I just want to thank y'all so much. Uh, if anybody's got any value with this, make sure you send it with your friends. And uh, we really appreciate y'all listening, guys. Thank you so much, Omar. Love you, brother. Love you, bud. Thank you for listening to Construct Your Life with Austin Lenny. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to rate, review, subscribe, and pay it forward by sharing with a friend. Most importantly, take this opportunity to start constructing your life by taking immediate action on what you learned. For show notes, resources, and more information on one-on-one coaching with Austin, visit constructyourlifepodcast.com.